With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's the thing about Germany. Why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French community. Ah, 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 here we are, here we are. I'm bringing my guest host here. So listen, people, this is episode two of TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host. It's my sister, Tanya. How you doing today? I am wonderful today, sir. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing as well as speakers expect. Expect it under the circumstances. Under right? the circumstances, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're in the middle of COVID and all of that good stuff. Or not so much good stuff, but you know what we mean. So we're going to uh, do some uh, populating real quick. So talk to the people mm-hmm. for a minute. Tell them what you got online for us today. One of your topics as uh you know, we get into this. Well, I have two uh, concerns to voice uh, today. One uh, is I'm I'm going to encourage you guys that as we are inundated with so much on social media that we really take the time to observe uh, and to think about what we're looking at and to draw uh reason use deductive reasoning use uh come draw conclusions based on facts and not suggestions and not speculations okay because there's a whole lot out there um it's just uh it's a buffet of what everybody wants to do uh on social media and i said all that today because this morning i woke up to i i think i initially seen it on facebook but it was a a video that's available on youtube and the caption read um what did it read it read that a traffic uh, a dash cam traffic stop um you know it was a dash cam traffic stop where they had stopped a young lady and oh dash cam traffic stops black uh, blm activists that was the the part of the that's not exactly what it was but that was the main part of how the caption read so that was going to capture a lot of attention it was going to capture black lives matter uh supporters it was going to capture black lives matter actual activists it was going to capture who just need a cause to to be angry about something uh, and so with all of this audience, diverse audience, I found quite a few flaws in this video. And that no matter what perspective you took it from, what it, it spawned with me is 
that we need to tell the people to pay attention and don't be moved in your emotions. You're gonna have to keep your emotions in check. Uh, don't be moved and tossed to and fro with every news report, every video you see that's suggesting anything that's racially motivated and things like that because there are people out there whose sole job release propaganda and keep things going. So I, I believe D is showing the video in the background and he's gonna um, let you hear some of it and then we'll talk about it. No, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, I'm oh, not gonna play it. I kept it quiet just for uh, okay. reasons of uh, making sure that, but as you're describing it, we can show it. So, so first of all, this young lady is driving up to Concordia College. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Concordia, Concordia College, but it's a Christian college, all right? So, and I believe that's located in, um, where is that located? Is it Michigan uh, or Pennsylvania? One of the two where that's located. So she's driving up to the Concordia College campus. Now just, just keep your eyes on the video. Just watch it. Now she's going over the yellow line. This is not a turning lane. And she's going over the yellow line. Now, who is doing that? Right? Now, the dash cam is in the police car behind her. It says, Face Shields Dixon, Black Lives Matter activist. Uh, what does that say under there? Yes. Yeah, it said Black Lives She's Matter activist. Act yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. So, they, they told her to pull over. So, eventually, after she stalls in the middle of the road, and then a couple of cars passed, so she couldn't pull over, though she could have pulled over before those cars came. Uh, now she's on the side and the police are talking to her. And we're at the point now where there's more than two officers. It started out with one officer on each side of the vehicle. And the young lady, as she was speaking, she was being very uh, belligerent um, or being you know, she was being emotional, like she was being done wrong. And she was saying things while she, while she had what I guess was her husband on the phone saying, I need you to get down here. These people are doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, he just beat on my car. He tried to snatch my door open and none of that was happening. And in fact, initially at first, the officers weren't even stern with her in the way they were speaking to her, but she was staging a situation she had someone on the phone that it could have potentially gone very bad. If this gentleman that she was speaking to feels that his wife or woman or whatever was being done wrong by the police and she's saying that all these things are happening, they're trying to snatch her out the car, they're hitting her car. Well, if he wasn't of sound mind, he could have come rolling down there like a Superman and got himself in a world of trouble and landed in jail just going off of her words. That's one thing. But we never saw this gentleman. We never saw him in the video. So now the other officers roll up. They walk past her vehicle. They get in front of her vehicle and they're speaking supposedly to this person that we can't see uh, named Charles. They came there for her on her behalf. Nobody's seeing Charles. He's never in the view, right? 
So now the next question, when you look at the video, you can see this on YouTube. The next question, when you look at the video, is where did Charles come from? Because you're, she called him to come, so he didn't arrive on foot that I saw, and he didn't. Uh, it was no car that rode up to her close enough to cut in front of her to park. So where did Charles come from? See, my thing is that Charles was one of the officers that had walked in front of the vehicle with the other officer. Right, because this all looks staged to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the woman's still back there talking stuff, and I want your badge numbers. I want you. I want this and that. I'm going to the mayor. She's just really blowing it up or whatever. And one of the officers are saying, "You're making this racial. This is not. Uh, we're we're asking you where your insurance is." She didn't have the insurance uh, when she was on the phone with Charles. She asked Charles first. She said. The insurance card was in her phone. She had to bring it up. Then she's on the phone. And so he said, well, may I see that? And she's like, no, you can't see it. So now Charles, she's asking Charles, don't you have the insurance in the car? All of it was just a mess and all of it was staged and it wasn't staged well because I'm looking at it like, okay, the question would be who put out the video? Because you had people who were in officer's uniforms. So my guess would be that it was somebody who was trying to do something on the behalf of officers, but yet keep the fanning the flames. And why did this young lady have to be a BLM activist? It didn't, where did they get that from? Because that doesn't show on your driver's license. So in the caption, it says a dash cam traffic stop of a BLM activist, just because she said black lives matter. Well, there's a lot of people saying that they're not exactly activists for the movement. Now, okay, here, they may be in support. Now here, you know, they were showing you the report. It comes from a, a YouTube site that shows different traffic stops with uh, different police as I did the investigation on it and everything. But within the writing, they showed you the writing and you can go back through and watch the video on your own time. But there's something very interesting when I read through it, read through what they were rolling up the screen. It says, number four, during the traffic stop, I felt as though Faith, I don't know how, at first they were saying the driver in the earlier half, but in the second half, they're calling her by her first name. During the traffic stop, I felt as though Faith was not taking into consideration that officers are people just like everyone else. I felt that she judged us based on uniform that we wore as well as the experiences that she has seen through the recent years and media instead of judging us based on our character and professionalism. Based on Faith's attitude and actions, I felt as though she put myself and other officers in an uncomfortable situation. Now, wait a minute now. Okay. So, you're a police officer, right? You're a police officer and you have a tackle belt. On that tackle belt, you have a taser, you have mace, you have a... a Detractable or protractable baton. You have a Glock of some kind with 17 shots easy. 
you have a body cam. The body cam is on. You have the camera in the car on that has terrific sound quality. Boy, terrific sound quality. You're right there. The voices are right there. You have all of that and you feel that uh, what, what, did, what did they say? I felt as though she put myself and other put myself and other officers in an uncomfortable situation. During the traffic stop, Faith was extremely uncooperative and would not follow directive by rolling up her window and digging in vehicle compartments, delaying the stop further. After receiving Faith's driver's license and registration, Officer Zimmo and I went back to our squad car to verify her identity and create the citation. While in our squad, they said in the squad car, the individual who Faith contacted via phone arrived and Officer Bischoff dealt with him dealt with him. Okay, that's interesting. It, it turns more aggressive as they're reading it because at first it was uncomfortable but as soon as the black man comes up, the guy is dealing with him, right? Where, where, where did I leave off? After verifying Faith's information, officers returned to her vehicle where I issued her a citation and informed her of her options on how to pay if or how to set up a court date. Faith was once again uncooperative. She was the angry black woman and would not take the ticket until I instructed her several times. She put us in such a uncomfortable situation as police officers. How about that? What can be said about that? But hey, they were put into an uncomfortable situation. I think that we're put into uncomfortable situations every day. Every day that we're uh, subject to being in front of people who have a tackle belt. Look at this. I, 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 why did it take so many officers? Now tell me where to, the guy is. Where's the, the person? Right here. She, they stop up. See, she stops. Let me stop the tape. She stops and the guy standing up there by the uh, corner there is her husband. Right? And so that's where he comes into view. And I guess the officers that went up there and handled him uh, had to handle him in some kind of way. But you have a tackle belt. On that tackle belt is mace, is a stun gun, is a taser. You, you got two types of weapons. Uh, you got a retractable baton. You have a Glock, 17 shots. In the, in the truck, you have a shotgun in your squad car. Uh, and you have cameras, you have uh, chest cam, right? Police cam, then you have the dashboard cam. You have all of this and somehow, somehow, you're uncomfortable. you feel like you're uncomfortable. Wouldn't she feel uncomfortable? You've got seven or maybe eight police officers surrounding this vehicle 
wouldn't she feel uncomfortable, especially when it's like, you know, especially with the history of Caucasian men uh, raping black women? Like, wouldn't she feel uncomfortable? Wouldn't she feel uncomfortable with the history of things like Sandra Bland being pulled out of her car? The police are supposed to um, tap down the situation, de-escalate the situation. Many times when this happens, they escalate the situation so their training isn't necessarily there the way it should be, right? So just so happened that these officers were cognizant of it, or they just didn't feel like doing no dirt that day. What do you think about that? Um, I would say, can I say how unsafe I will feel for these officers to be officers in, in of mine in my uh, in my district or whatever, uh, with the way that the report was worded. That's why I say it's so much fan flaming that can be done from this video that I don't find it to be legitimate. I understand the point they're trying to make, but it still doesn't fly because it still has potential to fan flames. Now you needed eight officers for one woman in a car, despite the fact she was doing a lot of lying. You know, she was talking about they was beating on her car and pulling it handle, trying to pull the door open. None of that was happening. But those are things that happened in other people's cases that had been previously reported or whatever. But they weren't doing any of that. So I skewed towards the favor of the officer. Uh, skewed to bring support to that. See, there are good guys out there, and they have to deal with difficult black women and. Um, they they do handle that accordingly uh they did respect the black man when he came they spoke to him in a calm voice so everything was supposed to paint a picture that we're not seeing very much of in real life these days well, she, you know but handled, i just they handled the black man you see there wasn't just that they talked to him nice they handled they dealt him. with them yeah, yeah they, they dealt with them. them yeah as if that was a a a, a burden a to deal with, right. yeah. And that's put in the report. And of course, they had to word things certain ways because they have to explain why they needed eight officers for one uh, woman. They needed eight officers. So, I mean, you know, we could we could spawn a whole conversation off this video, and that's exactly what it's meant to do. And so, my thing to the people is hold your emotions back and watch things over see because a lot of times videos are being shown especially on the news videos are being shown while the report is being given so you're being told what to think while you're watching it and most of the time that's the direction of people's thoughts which is why things are like they are today in this country um, it's the same thing with other things, not just this this traffic stop and other things involving law enforcement, but with government, with uh, elect this election that's going on, all of that. They show you a picture while they're feeding in your ear what you should think about what they're showing you. So it's a type of programming. It's a programming and it's on a channel. So they're channeling through the programming what it is that they want you to think and how they want you to interpret what you're seeing. They're telling you, they're showing you the picture and they're like, this is what it is. 
but it may not have been what it was at all, right? Case in point was this video. Right, this is um, this is how to interpret media correctly, people. You know, you have to be able to, to interpret media correctly, right? And you have to know what's happening. Okay, so before we get into the heavier situations, let's go to something a little lighter first. Okay. Do you believe in beards or mullets? Tanya, do you believe in beards <laughs> or mullets? What? Which one do you believe in? I, listen, here. I don't I don't Do you um, believe in beards or mullets? Look, you see this over here? You see this? Toilet paper. You see this over uh -huh. here? Yeah, right. Toilet paper. Do uh -huh. you believe in beards are good and mullets bad? Or do you believe in mullets good, beards bad? In the toilet paper. When you're in the restroom or you're in the bathroom and you are pulling down, dispensing the tissue. Do you like it mullet style or do you like it beard style? Well, you know, the funny thing is, as I'm looking at it, uh, I have changed my position. Uh, typically, I like setting my toilet paper mullet style, right? Mm -hmm. but, the, and, and, but now I'm looking at the better benefit being beard style. Reason being... Is when you pull it down and you you tear it off at the perforation. When you go to fold it to do what you got to do with it, you're gonna fold it to that underside, which is the cleaner side and been less exposed to uh, anything that could have been on top of it. Where with the other one, when you pull it off, you're going to you're gonna fold it right in the position that it was in. So anything that any dirt or dust or impurities that it caught while going around the circle is still going to be there and it's going to touch you when you go to use it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's your that's your assessment of it as I continue mm -hmm. to uh, populate here. That's your assessment and you're sticking to that. Right. I mean, for me, yeah. So so you like so you like the beard. Yeah, if we're okay. talking about toilet paper, if okay. we're talking about toilet paper, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> for me, it's the mullet. Wonder why? Because you put your hands because the soft uh, part of the toilet paper that's going to hit different areas are is at the top. So as you pull, you wrap around. Then you pull away, you pull away, and then you hold it, and then you do what you're gonna do with it. So I like the mullet. You wanna know why? You wanna know why also? It's because when you're in the public restroom, when they have it in the beard style, they have the mechanism set up so that you only can get two tears at a time. And you have to really go slow. But I've been in the public restroom where it's set in the mother style and you're able to just pull as much as you want. So the mechanism is set up. You only get two pulls. What are you going to do with two pulls in the restroom? So it all depends on where you're I get at. it. There's, there's and a, it depends on how you pull it. I mean, how you when you take it off the, the roll, 
you said you mentioned wrapping it around your hand and that would be the best way for you but see i pulled mine all the way to the length that i wanted i tear it and then i fold it i tear it and then i fold it in like a four ply to use it uh-huh. so that would be better for me because i'm folding it uh outside or underside up only on observations could you get a discussion about toilet paper people for real truthfully <laughs> and I have a difference right? of opinion <laughs> yeah it's a difference of opinion there people the phone lines are now hot people for those just coming in you are listening and watching t- hashtag tfr podcast live observation show by crazy d with my special guest host tanya right The telephone number to call in is 213-943-3358 to uh, get your your opinion heard on these early shows, you know what I mean? And uh, as I uh, push through, as I keep on promoting here. So that is why I like the mullet style, you know. Plus, you know, mullets used to be shags, and but you know they stopped. Yeah, they stopped calling them shags, right? All right. So, people, let's pull this next one up here. All right. So, people, how many of you were watching? Have been watching the Republican convention on uh, on all the channels? But uh, how many of you have been watching the Republican convention? There's a black Republican by the name of Tim Scott who presented a bill earlier in the summer concerning uh, the Justice Act to try to stop to try to stop police brutality and the Democrats we talked about that yesterday Democrats scuttled the bill however since then there has been an attack on his looks right been an attack on his looks and let me bring it a little larger so that you can see it here so there's been an attack on his looks and they kind of uh, referred to him or compared him to a character on Fat Albert right and they said no, Mushmouth is another one. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I, you know, I didn't catch it because I, I thought it was disrespectful. One, because right. it came from his own people. You can disagree with a person. There's plenty of people that I disagree with on the Republican side. But I would not go in and start to talk about looks. Those are ad hominem attacks. Like, discuss the issues. There are a lot of people on the Republican side that I totally disagree with. And as far as the people on the Democrat side these days, I totally disagree with them because to me, they're licking and lapping and boot shining for a party that hasn't done anything for us in 50, 60 years, right? But this right here, the man came with a bill the Dixiecrats scuttled it. Black man in the Senate, Cory Booker, 
said he was first with him, then he was against him, and they didn't bring the votes. And we told you yesterday how that worked. You can go watch episode one or watch any of the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, where we break down how government is supposed to work, right? But here we are with this guy. So they do this and they make fun of him. And there is nothing about policy. It's about his looks, right? And I think that that's just totally absurd. I think it's totally wrong. I think uh, the man, in to me, in good faith, in good faith, he is working as a Republican to do something for black people. And then you would do something like this. Matter of fact, I just so happen to have had a discussion with the person who put this up uh, a little earlier today about Kamala Harris and because the person had posted another meme with Kamala Harris with the red, black, and green flag talking about 400 years. Like, finally, after 400 years, we have a black woman that's going to ascend to the... It's only one problem with that, though. She's not from the lineage of... ADOS. So this is not a victory. It is not a championship. It is not anything. Until the descendants of one of us who were enslaved ascend to the highest offices, the highest office in the land, then we'll say that after 400 years, finally what America stood for, which was once we were no longer free labor, they wanted to get rid of us, we had no more value. Once someone ascends to that level who is from that lineage, then we'll say that America has gotten better. But until then, no. And every time someone comes up in an opposite party, because people don't really read and understand history, just because people come up in an opposite party doesn't mean that they're wrong because like I said, I'm about American black politic. American black politic. I don't care about the Repubs. Don't care about the Democrats. Definitely don't care about the independents. What you have to say about that? Well, you know, uh, it's a, the origin of a thing that determines its operation, how it operates and the outcome that that pours from that operation and so from the very beginning from the outset you know i believe that black people once were with the republican party before and then there was a switch off and democrats became the flavor of the month and so now we're at a point where we we've determined that neither side has really uh done what they were supposed to do concerning us and the nerve of that when um when you brought us somewhere well for those who were who were brought over through the transatlantic slave trade but there were those already here but you used the free labor and everything and then you're treating us like we did something to you you know that's a lot of nerve but this meme here that is mushmouth character i had to go look it up okay. that is mushmouth 
but you know uh like you were saying it is disrespectful because you're not finding agreement and this is where we're having a problem as a people and getting things done the way we need to get them done because there is no unity and there's majoring on minors and there are there's childishness and and things like that just because you see the black man and he's in association with being a republican is why you're doing that and that is the most uh unthoughtful childish thing that you can do have you examined the policies how you have you examined how what he was proposing was going to be a benefit to us or you're just looking at him and see him as a black republican and that just that just shaped your whole opinion of him as a person as a man or as a a uh, valid person to be in government and to pose a bill and make decisions i mean this is really out of hand and guess what your democratic party is full of pedophiles and all this other stuff and that's documented so don't don't get it twisted it's some of them that's on epstein's plane uh, log uh and some of them were on it uh up until he got arrested uh that's all documented all right so you have i'm not going to even get into the other kinds of parties of the spiritual matter that are just plain wicked that democrats are taking part in and that the president that you don't like has been digging into that's the reason why they don't like him that's the reason why it's such a strong concentrated effort against him is the stuff you don't see now right? let, let, let's add in that both sides are doing it it's just that the democrats have never been good at covering up like when when uh bill clinton had monica Lewinsky in the white house and he had a cigar and he he performed a certain certain act with a cigar he wasn't like Bush one when it's when they discovered that Bush was having an extramarital affair. They they mentioned it, he said, I'm not talking about that. And the media walked away. When Clinton was up in there, he said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewin. And then it just it was a denial that then the media could just pounce on, right? So the Republicans are doing it too because Trump was pictured with Jeffrey Epstein also. So, you know, we have to say that he was pictured with him. Now, maybe he, when he was born again, he asked for forgiveness of his sins and he moved on because they say that Trump is saved, right? And so mm -hmm. maybe he moved on. So, but what, because power corrupts and so both sides are doing it, and even those independents are doing it, right? So I won't just say that the Democrats are doing it, but the main point of this discussion is you've got to be about your people. That's what it is. The smart mind state would be for black people to be on both sides and in the independent situation to be elected to get in to have a COBOL to be able to 
than wrench power. But once you realize that there is certain uh, certain unwritten rules written into the bylaws for black legislators or black politicians that come into a power position that they are not to do anything for their people. It's kind of like that white collar, depending on what denomination or non-denomination you profess to be and you're preaching it. If you go against that, then you get your throat shot out. Just ask people who saw Martin Luther King get his throat shot out and check out how the clergy that were there shifted and stayed in the bounds and in the lines so as their throat wouldn't get blown out, right? Wouldn't be shot out, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing when you get these politicians in office, they're politicians and they have to follow the rules and the guidelines put down for them as a black individual in this society right and so this is what we're dealing with this is what we're looking at once you realize that that's what it is you wouldn't even have to do anything like this because you realize that he can only go so far in the bounds most of those democrat cbc cbc's been over there for 60 years and look at the conditions of the black community. Like what they bank on is a, a new generation coming up, not realizing what happened in the past because they don't teach good history, good civics, good social studies. They don't teach that. So they don't expect you right. to remember. But what it is, is we got to get off the hamster wheel. We have to realize what's happening and look at the conditions of the American black community. Mm. Divide and conquer. So, that that is it's been what it's been all this time. But we expect change though. And a lot of the change that you're expecting, you think you're just gonna oh, they're just gonna hand it to you. They're gonna have an epiphany one day. And they're going to have a change of heart and they're just going to give you your reparations. They're just going to do everything that you just because it's the right thing to do by gum. It's the right thing to do. And so we're going to start doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's not going to happen. And unless we unify and keep and see some things, you know, when I was growing up, some things you know what goes on in this house stays in this house some things are just family business people outside the family have no input in or anything to say uh regarding uh the family decision so uh, with us as a people we have to come together and stop this dumb stuff i'm looking at that meme the more i look at it the dumber it looks not because of the the person that's in it that's being made fun of but the purpose behind it uh being uh, it, it's just really dumb and it's counterproductive so how, how long are we going to keep doing this so you give uh, the other side 
you know, if all intents and purposes, the other side for this type of thing and keeping us divided, you give them something to laugh at, you're entertaining them. You're more, if you're trying to label him a mushmouth coon by putting that up there, you actually have demonstrated it by putting it up there. Just in case you didn't know. And, and, and let's add this. If you can't take, like people do Trump all the time, but if you can't take Caucasian politicians, you're, you're an American black, and you can't take uh, Caucasian politicians and make fun of them and ridicule them the same way, then you suffer from self-hate. Self. And that's what it is. That's what it is. So if you can't do that, then you will never be free, right? So look, people. All right, people. So over the weekend, there were protests, right? For Jacob Blake. Let me bring this in. Uh, For Jacob Blake in Wisconsin, right? And... Kenosha, Wisconsin, to be exact. And this guy, this guy right here, Mr. Young White Boy Killer Guy, walks in, the police see him moments before he guns down two protesters and wounds another with a semi-automatic weapon. He's walking and the police, and you see the videos, you can go see the videos. The videos, the cop says, the cops say, thanks for being out here for patrolling. You know, thanks for being out here. That's what they tell him, right? Now we could always say, just think if it was a black dude with a semi-automatic. We, we can always say that, but we have He's to move done. past, we have to move past that thinking because we know why it is and who are you trying to reason with who are you trying to reason with by saying if it was a black dude who are you trying to reason with because the people who you're trying to reason with looked at him saw him as no threat and said thanks for being out here and patrolling he ends up shooting two protesters down wounding another and they take him into custody like they did Dylan Roof in South Carolina when he shot the nine at the church, right? They, they matter of fact, they got him some, wasn't that Burger King? Had him they in a bulletproof vest yeah. just in case there would be some wild Negroes that might have their guns out to get him. Had him in a bulletproof vest and fed him Burger King. Listen, people. If you think that over here. If you think that you know, this is just by happenstance and you think that you're going to be able to rational rationalize it with people, with the people who you want to uh, make change because obviously you have decided that black people can't do anything you know, and that you're going to have to uh, make a plea to those that are in power, but those in, that are in power follow the through line of what is in a certain 
diaspora of Caucasians, because there's many different Caucasians here, they were brought in as immigrants to build up the numbers against those who built the country. If you don't know that, go research it. But there's a through line that goes through that says that we are not valuable because our labor, our labor is no longer free. So just like Jefferson, get rid of them. Or uh, there's a group of people who are within that same through line and say they are no longer property and I can no longer get land because of them. So they are a drain on America. So they should be eliminated. And this is what we see. So when you see police officers not stop him, not commandeer his weapon, not take whatever other weapons he would have, sit him in a cop car, take him down to the precinct, put him in the precinct, that's E-40, precinct, not precinct, mm -hmm. but precinct, take him down to the precinct, put him in a holding cell, hold him there until tomorrow morning, get in contact with his parents because he's underage with a weapon. He's 17 with a semi-automatic rifle. If you don't understand what's going on here, and every time it, it, it just bogs my mind, it just I'm like every time I see people on TV trying to negotiate with people who have been terrorists and continue to terrorize us, and to believe that not looking at the policies that are best for you depending on what party and working to have your own security, your own protection, patrolling your own streets is not essential to us building our economic system, then you just don't really know what's going on. And you think that after civil rights, everything was cool and everybody was with it. But it's what's in the heart, man. It's what's in the heart. And that's what why this kid gets away with this. He said he wanted to be a police officer. They're covering it like, oh, look at what happened. The Democrats are so horrible in the streets. Or the Democrats say, Trump is so law and order that it caused this young boy to go off the deep end who wanted to be a police officer. Crimea River. He wanted to be a police officer and now he can't be. But you know what? He's 17. They may expunge his record and he may be a police yeah. officer yet. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He's walking around with a semi-automatic weapon, but they're not going to charge him as an adult. They're going to do him as a juvenile. So, but you was grown enough to carry that, that rifle in there with the intent to kill. Right? Oh, but you didn't know any better. I mean, yeah, granted, he looks like out of a 10-floor ride. He's stopping at about three. Um, he does look that way. But he was totally conscious on what he was doing. And so it was no excuse and to, to watch police, watch him just walk through freely with a semi-automatic, with any weapon, but a semi-automatic weapon. And you don't say anything. You don't say anything. Don't you say don't anything. go 
tell you don't tell him to drop the weapon you don't tell him to uh to stand down you don't have to tase him you don't have to restrain him you didn't try to do anything and you watched until he started unloading Right. What did you think he was coming to do? What did you think he was coming to do? Uh, parlay and have tea and crumpets with y'all? Is that what you thought he came to do? Well, with he the semi-automatic the, weapon. He had come from the store, and the police saw him, and they said, "Thanks for being out here, buddy. Thanks for being out here, buddy." What? Yes, that's what he said. There's videotape of this. All yeah, around. no, I Thanks get it. I get it. Here. Thanks for being out here, See, buddy. Look. As Krazan said, you are going to have to realize, we're going to have to realize as a people what's really going on here. We are not going to, we have to get off the hamster's wheel and there's a couple of hamster's wheels going on. We just jumping off one onto another one. Now this, you know, um, this is meant to get you angry and upset and it, it is a cause for anger. It is a cause for uh, being uh, highly offended. However, you cannot, your response cannot be emotional. Your response is going to have to, we're going to have to unify and we're going to have to make things happen with intelligence and strategy. Intelligence and strategy. You know, the intelligence and strategy they don't think we have. That intelligence and strategy. We're well, going you know to have it, to do it like that. I don't think that they don't, I just think they don't care and they're indifferent. They know, they know what's happening. They know that black folks are intelligent. They know that. But it's us who hide behind certain things because we don't want to take the responsibility to stand up. When things right. happen to you and you don't have the vocabulary to straighten the people, that means that you haven't been studying what really afflicts you if you think that your people are the problem you are a self-hater if you think that just saying thank you jesus is going to get you through this and people will see you for who you are and you never put the vocabulary together to kick it up against these these uh racist terrorists to the american black society then you are a self-hater and you have to realize that and understand that, grasp that, take that in and understand it. Because if it was a 17 year old black man out there, a black, first of all, they would call him a man and not a boy. They calling him a boy. They would call him a man already. And you know what would happen, but so he would be ready to go to war with both sides and see that that's the reality of uh what's going on here first of all you're listening for those who are coming in you're watching and listening hashtag tfr podcast live observation show by crazy d with my special guest my sister tanya make sure that you smash the like button make sure you smash that share button put it up on your pages and make sure that you go to our cash app Dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. Dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. If you want to get in on a discussion, 
213-943-3358 and we will take your phone calls and you know call up and give your opinion now speaking of people who have not been handled the four <laughs> officers who busted into Brianna Taylor's crib and left her dead on her hallway floor her boyfriend at the time busting at him they issued a warrant for his arrest uh, and charged him with attempted murder of police officers but they bust in firing at the wrong house and she was an essential worker and more than that she was a black woman that was making her way and of course they tried to character assassinate her but they have not as yet conducted or had an arrest because the Attorney General. Ready? You ready for this? This is the Attorney General. And this is what we're talking about when you really realize what's happening. And you understand what the rules of power are for you to uh, ascend in power within this government. This guy. See this guy? This guy right here. He is the AG in Kentucky, right? This guy spoke at the uh, convention uh, yes, a couple of evenings back, right? This guy has yet to arrest the officers, press charges against the officers who went in into the wrong house and shot up the wrong person, leaving her dead on her ballroom floor. He has yet to do anything about it. Kind of like Kamala, oh, oh excuse me, I'm, I'm being kind. Kamula, Kamula Harris, <laughs> well, when she was AG in San Francisco. She didn't, it wasn't a cop that she thought should be guilty, right? So these are the things that we see as American blacks in this country. And we have to come to a realization about what's really good and what's really going on. And why do you get aggravated and upset when this is the way it is, the way it's gonna be until we start to take security of our neighborhoods into our own hands. Until once we secure our neighborhoods, then we can begin to build economically. So we have to say that. Um, first of all, how do you administratively something is wrong down the pipeline um how do you enter into the wrong house how do you do that who gave you the address to the house you were supposed to be going in i was assume would assume it would be someone at the uh 911 or something like that but it seems like if they were going in that way it probably had been some kind of investigation or something and they were after someone in particular which is how we gather that they went into the wrong house but even if it was the right house, uh, the way that they went in there, 
anybody that was in their house sleeping or whatever would have been startled to have all of these people entering their home in the middle of the night, you know, and so it was going to be some kind of wrong confrontation uh, with that. And so, but this going into the wrong house does not excuse the act though. It does not excuse the act. And so dragging your feet and dragging the feet in this case and any other case where a black person is involved, you know, I'm not saying whites don't matter. <laughs> I'm talking about anywhere where black people are involved, it's a very sensitive issue. You're gonna drag your feet in dealing with it. You're gonna drag your feet from coming to some kind of resolve. Who's benefiting from you dragging your feet? You know, it's not acceptable. And the, the way that we have to deal with this is we're gonna have to, we gotta quit marching. How many mar marching? How much marching you gonna do? They've been marching well, since march. the 60s. Yeah, I'm gonna let you finish. You have to march for a purpose. You have to know the goal. Like when they started marching with the uh, bus boycott, it was to cripple the bus line, the business mm -hmm. in Alabama, right? It was to cripple the business. You're not just marching and saying, we shall overcome. When, when, right. when, when we gonna overcome? Uh, uh, what's what's the other one? The uh, song by Sam Cooke, "A Change Gonna Come." Oh yes, how long ago man. was Sam Cooke? How long ago did Sam Cooke write that? They killed the man that had the plan to come with records. After that, they killed him in a hotel room, right? Um, was it a motel room? Hotel, motel, Holiday Inn made no difference. They killed Sam Cooke. Okay, look. There's a purpose. You have to have a purpose. What is your goal? Are we going to cripple this place economically? Are we going to cause disruption where uh, people can't drive? And what is the goal? Not just endlessly getting out there protesting. When people watched Eyes on the Prize, that's where this comes from. And it goes into the zeitgeist and it gets into your subconscious People who have watched that and they have children, children may not have watched it, but it's in the subconscious and it passes through. Just marching. When they when they created uh, Eyes on the Prize, the documentary, right? That they, they show on PBS, eight parts, 10 parts, 12 parts. You can probably see it on YouTube now. They created it at a time when the people who were alive remember why they did it. But they did not put in there exactly why, except for there was injustice. But they didn't tell you, okay, we're going to do this at this point for this goal to get this accomplished. And we will stay on this until this gets accomplished, until we cripple this particular bus line economically, right? We're going to march and talk about this until people come to the table, right? You have to have a goal. You're not just out there marching, just the march. Marching is good if you have a goal, if you have a specified time to do it, and then if your marching doesn't get what you want to accomplish, you have to do something else. You can continue. I'm, I mean, I understand that. That's, that's if they have a goal. 
okay then it's warranted but you're organizing the march but you're not organizing the reason for the march what's going to be plan b if the march doesn't get the attention that you want where how are you going to progressively uh move through this so that you make sure that you get your goal accomplished how are you going to do it because they keep coming up short and having things every few years is something that's considered major that happens and we're back on the protest wheel and then you have your you know some of our caucasian people you know they come out bless their hearts and uh well we're with you guys we want you to know we understand we feel your pain we're with you guys <laughs> to feel good about themselves but you know how long is this gonna go on you know and so these guys sitting up there with their smiles on their faces while brianna taylor's family is mourning the loss of her for no reason whatsoever i lost the sound yeah you back there you go oh here we go here we go um yeah so you know so they're walking around footloose and fancy free and feeling good about themselves because nobody so the other day maybe about four or five days ago i heard that the fbi is going to come in and investigate why are you wasting federal funds having them investigate you don't need an investigation they said they went in the wrong house that means it was irresponsibility from several different areas in the police department you don't have to waste good funds for an investigation you're just stalling and we're supposed to believe that we're supposed to believe oh yeah this is this is a, such a, a rare case and such an important case we're bringing in the fbi what we know about them we know about how corrupt they are this is now going to become a team effort of covering up and and letting them walk scot-free that's what's going to happen when they when the fbi come in their greater authority they're going to say well you know upon investigation of all the facts and having looked at everything that was in the file and all that we have determined that the officers acted in good faith they acted in the way that uh, that was proper according to procedure and there will be no judgment or 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 or, or prosecutions in this matter and then it ends and, and so that's that's about being on the hamster wheel and don't hold your breath. You need to secure your neighborhood. Not, not only do you need to secure your neighborhoods, you need to buy the land that is the houses are on. Because if they regen, if, if they if they intimate domain you, or they're regentrifying in the intimate domain, you, you're going to be out on your katush, your corky. Your carcass, your, your carcass is going to be laying out there trying to find some place to live. So you need to own the land and you need to secure the land. And then from there, you can build your social economic paradise, so to speak. So you, you keep going around and you keep on expecting people who have shown you that they're not going to do anything for you. Shown you. Right? And, and you keep on trying to get bailed out by voting for the Democrats, but did people forget that when Obama was in office, more black people were getting killed by police? Can. Right? And you forget that. 
right? Or did you go back and you see now Bush, Bush two is favorite, favorite Republican by the Democrats. But he, people were dying too. Do you remember Katrina? Where the French had the boats out there in the Gulf and they said, let us take the people on the boat. But no, they didn't want them to get on there and possibly become citizens of France. Learn French, possibly. Come on. Really? And, and you're sitting here. I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. But anyway, people, speaking of that, the revolution will be televised. You, you remember. You remember the last poets. The revolution will not be televised at 9 to 10. Will not be televised on the soap operas. Will not be televised when Betty Crocker is baking her cake. Will not be televised when Aunt Jemima is making her pancake. Will not be uh, will not be televised when Mr. Clean cleans your floors. No, it will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be... Well, guess what, people? <laughs> They say now in 2020, in the 21st century, that the revolution will be televised. And I'm trying to figure out what revolution will be televised. The revolution <laughs> of discontent, disappointment, degradation, destruction of American black people that hadn't really got the memo on how to make it a revolution. We see people still trying to appeal to the better angels when we have seen that there is no angel. When, when, when it gets down and someone shoots you seven times, maybe eight times in the back, and then they just released another cell phone video from the reverse angle, I don't know who turned this in, but they said it shows him scuffling with the police. That's all they needed to get. That's all they needed to get. I'm trying to figure out when the when the black women and the black men in the hood will be ready ready for the revolution to be televised. When when we when will the American blacks in the suburbs be ready for the revolution to be televised? When will the boule, Jack and Jill, secret society blacks be ready for the revolution to be televised? When will we as a whole Realize it's not about the Democrat Party, not about the Republican Party, not about the green, blue, independent, non-partisan parties. When will we as American Blacks truly be ready for the revolution to be televised? What revolution right now do we see that's going to be televised. It's going to be the one. All this protesting. People took rubber bullets. Took whatever they were spraying in the air. That got into your lungs. That may affect you later. 
took the beat down from the police. Uh, not to mention being your 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 reputation being defamed because there were some people out there that were operatives that didn't look like you that started looting and uh, spray painting and vandalizing all of this and no bill from no no joint bill from the House and Senate because the Democrats played you no laws uh, anti-choke law in Minnesota where it happened they couldn't come to an agreement it was scuttled Republicans and Democrats equally at fault uh, uh, district attorneys who are black AGs who are black not uh, bringing charges up on people who are doing something when will the the police that are doing foul race soldier type stuff when will the revolution the revolution that everyone's been waiting for really be televised because if this is being televised because I remember that fist I remember that fist and I swore that that fist and that's the same fist that's the same white fist that was used by Aryans. Yep, it sure is. Same white fist talking about Black Lives Matter. Same white fist used for skinheads, Aryans, a white power used now for B, hashtag BLM Black Lives Matter matter of fact there was a videotape where a couple of white girls all dressed in black spraying BLM on a Wendy's and the black girl's like don't do that they think it's up the, the white girl turns around she couldn't have been about a buck 17 black girl about a buck 50 could have smashed the, the white girl turns around with the mask on and the black girl don't do that the black woman black uh, the white girl they could have could have smashed her did a citizen's arrest when is the mentality going to change from that mindset of seeing white Jesus to realizing that you're black Jesus when you know will the revolution be televised and what revolution is going to be televised another 50 years yeah, of this you know um everything you said a mouthful in every question that you asked and the way that you asked it about what what revolution what kind where who you know those are all very poignant questions and they don't have no answers. I guarantee you that nobody's gonna come up. You gonna you might have a few people that's feeling themselves, and they're gonna come on and they'll they'll comment and say because they got their own groups and everything. So they're gonna comment and say what's what. But the bottom line is that none of that means a hill of beans. That's the stuff you have. You've been having groups, 
the groups that have real power, they find ways to assassinate their leaders and things like that. So this game, this is a game that has to be one with an intelligent mind. It has to be one with an intelligent mind. Now, I wanted to touch on, because you mentioned the Thank You Jesus crowd and uh, looking to a white Jesus. And I, I want you know you guys to understand the spirit in which I say this. I'm not trying to rip the carpet out from under you. I'm not trying to make you feel dumb and stupid about things but um one thing that i want you to be investigative about as black people involved in the christian religion now i'm getting ready to go in if you if you're faint of heart you probably should turn the broadcast off if you're gonna get offended and be crying and ready to come assassinate me you probably need to turn the broadcast off all right because i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say um the reason why you're sitting around with we shall overcome the reason why is to thank you jesus and have you have have you found a reason to thank him yet in this context have you found a reason to thank him yet the reason why you have that because this is a religion that was fair to you by and large uh, roman catholicism is not the only ones that was affected by constantine every the the the, the um protestant churches are spinoffs of Catholicism. Sorry. Yeah, you don't worship Mary. You don't worship the, the other saints that were labeled as saints or angels or whatever after they die. You don't do that. So you're not practicing as much paganism, but you have your other paganism that you're first practicing. Of all, first of all, tell them, tell them what Protestant is because they'll say, I'm not a Protestant. I'm a Baptist. I'm Baptist. I'm a Methodist. I'm an Episcopalian. Ooh. I'm white Baptist. I'm Southern Baptist. T tell them what Protestant is versus Protestant is Catholic. every denomination that does not fall under Catholicism. Say it, all the other, say, it, say it one more time. Say it one more time. It, it is every denomination that does not fall under Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodox. That's another one. That's a spinoff of Roman Catholic. So Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholicism, uh, Protestants are all the rest of the churches, Baptist, Episcopalian, AME, Church of God in Christ, uh, Pentecostals Assemblies of the World, and so on and so forth, all right? All of y'all, all right? So despite your doctrinal differences, you still are, are governed by a foundation of this person that was presented to you as Jesus, who was not him, he was uh, the painter of the pictures, a uh, homosexual lover. Uh, a lot of y'all might know that and may have taken the pictures down, but just for those who didn't know, uh, the picture and depictions of white Jesus was Caesar Borges, who was the lover of Michelangelo, just in case you didn't know. It was a very evil man, all right? Not because just because he was homosexual, but because of the other things and debaucheries he was involved in. Go look him up, Caesar Borges, all right? So now we have a situation where we have moved along through history and we have learned how to release our endorphins by jumping and shouting and speaking in tongues and calling on the name of Jesus, which is also misunderstood because for the majority by and large have been taught doctrines of demons implemented by well-meaning men and some not so well-meaning. 
All right. And if you notice, if you're honest with yourself, none of that uh, proclaiming of the name of Jesus has ever brought us through any of this. Ooh. Well, well, what? what are you? Wait, 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 wait. What? What? Proclaiming? None of that part has ever. What? No, no. What? This is just something that you do because you've been conditioned and you're part of the crowd. So this is what you do. You profess the name of Jesus. Um, I have news for you. Um, the true kingdom of God does not make did not make an idol out of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna say this again. We have learned to idolize the man, Jesus. We idolize him. He, we write songs about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, at the mention of your name, every knee shall bow and tongue proclaim. Jesus, you are savior, you are Lord, and you are God. That's the Jesus, that's Jesus, you know. And see, some of y'all are real mad right now. You gotta ask yourself why you are angry at what I'm saying, because I'm giving you facts. Jesus himself said, I come not of my of myself, but of my father who sent me. He did not come to glorify himself. He came to do a job. He did the job. After that, you can be thankful. You can be, uh, uh, um, you can be thankful for what he did. But after that, that's the, the job was done. When he said it is finished, that was the end for him. So he came and did the job of, of, of redeeming man from their sin by the shedding of his sinless blood as a sinless sacrifice. That was his job. But he also came to show us how to live as men with God's spirit on the inside of him. That was his purpose for being on earth to show us how to live as men with God's spirit on the inside of us. He did not possess power that we don't have. We just been too sidetracked to develop ourselves in that area. You're giving them sensory overload and we got a couple of calls. We got a couple of calls. Time to dial in. Time to dial in. So we're going to go. We've got 702 on the line and we got 111 on the line. So we're going to go with this strange 111 number first and then we're going to come to 702. So stay on the line 702. We're coming on to uh, 111. One one one, you're on the line. Who are we speaking with? One one one. Mike. Hey, how you doing, Mike? What's on your mind? I like to talk. I like to talk about Kyle. Okay, Kyle. And what I think. Okay, Kyle. I think Kyle has one of the most solid self-defense cases I have ever seen in my life. Okay, go, go, wait, 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 Paul, 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 Paul. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm not here. You got to turn your, you got to turn your sound down. You got to turn your sound down, Tanya, to come in. You got to turn your sound down. Uh, I'm not here to argue with you. Uh, first of all, tell us who Kyle is before you go into telling your, going to your diatribe or to your story. Tell us who Kyle is. Well, what everyone has been witnessing, the 17 year old in Wisconsin that was involved in shooting. Okay, so they, they, they've since released his name this morning because last evening they hadn't released his name yet because he was only 17. 
right? Because he's a child. His name is Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me hear what you got to say. Well, I think the media, I mean, everyone's seen the foot. You see the full video. You see three people clearly, one man hitting the table, and a whole crowd attacking them. And then he fired in self-defense. It's clear as day. And anyone watching the video is a clear, I mean, probably one of the most solid self-defense videos I've seen in a long time. Okay. And then you have, then you have media like CNN and ABC and all the mainstream media painting this guy as a white supremacist, as someone that is uh, someone that is racist and all these lies, and not not showing the facts when he clearly was in the right of self-defense and they just they're just saying that he just openly shot these people for no reason and they don't show the full video and you you, you clearly see it in self-defense if you watch the, the full video not not the cut scene video where he's walking away towards the police mm -hmm. okay mike you're, you're mike right i just want to make sure i have your name right because we appreciate you coming in okay yes, sir. um welcome to the club mike Welcome to the club of the media misrepresenting something for sensationalism. Welcome to the club, Mike. That's that's the first. That's the first thing I'll say. Number two, you say so. Let's extrapolate out and let's expand a little bit. You say that they are uh, uh, making a portrait or picturing him or painting him with a brush that he is a white supremacist and a racist right or a most likely a bigoted person that was out there patrolling the streets to keep the suburbs from the invading animal negroes they're, they're painting him that way without saying it that that explicitly my question to you is absolutely okay right okay good i'm glad that you're in agreement with me let's see you're in agreement with me with this you got to work on your sound time you got to turn everything down so i can bring you in so you can talk because it was a feedback and I want to hear this caller here because we appreciate him calling in so we can have this dialogue. Okay, so now, if a black man, a 17 year old child, because let's just say, like what they say, he's a child, a uh, 17 year old black male would be a child or so. If he was walking around with a semi-automatic and the police saw him, they would have stopped him. We've seen it many times. Stopped him. If he, not shoot him down. You know, we, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me finish. I'll let you talk. Wait, let's have this discussion out. I, I'm, I'm not here. We're not here to argue. We're here to exchange ideas. I'm not that type of host. Okay? Not that type of host. We're just here to exchange ideas. Hear me all the way out. Then I'm going to give you time to respond. Okay? All right. So... 17-year-old, if not shot down, they would have confiscated the gun, placed him in the cop car, took him down to the precinct, put him in a holding cell, contacted his parents at least, at, at, at least, at worst, they would have charged him with having a handgun under age. One, two. Uh, he being able to walk around uh, as a 17-year-old 
with a semi-automatic weapon passed by the police. Police say, thank you for being out here patrolling with us. Him just being able to do that, Mike, is proving that this is a white supremacy structure, a white supremacy society, and he practiced his white privilege as a person in a white supremacy society, which means indirectly, in the facto, he is a white supremacist because he practiced his right as a white supremacist because no one else that was black would be able to do the same thing. Stop by the store, get something to drink with a semi-automatic. Cops say, thanks for patrolling with us. No one black would do it. So that is white supremacy. So in actuality, in actuality, Mike, he is practicing white supremacy. What do you say to that? Oh, I see your, I, I see your statement there. But what, uh, just out of curiosity, what, what state are you from? Originally, I'm from uh, Ohio, originally, Cuyahoga County. Yeah. What state are you from? I mean, what state are you from? I people of color open carry. Open carry is legal in about 40, 40 some states. There's only a handful of states that don't allow it. I personally see people of color open carry. So when you say that people of color are not able to carry an AR-15, it happens every day in America. No, no, no. Wait, 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 Mike. Wait, Mike, not, not arguing with you. But when you say people of color, we have to be clear. We're not grouping American blacks in with minorities who are first or second generation that may have rights of citizenship that they never afforded American blacks, right? So even though we were supposed to have uh, rights as citizens, certain things happen. What I see when it's when when the cops blow down that's what we call it they blow down on uh american black they stop them they confiscate the gun they detain them they take the gun over to another and, and area you know wait, wait let me fin- let me finish mike let me finish mike let me let me finish some people but this is not a this is not a woe is me situation. I'm just saying, when you're saying people of color, say American blacks, okay? Let's separate this this kumbaya between people who may have melanin in their skin, but are not like American blacks. We are a certain group that should have set-asides and be a protected class like we were supposed to be. But somehow, the legislature... The legislatures have changed it and moved it so everybody else gets the rights we're supposed to have. I have seen plenty of times that this is what happens. So when you say people of color, yeah, maybe an Indian guy can open carry. Maybe a Asian guy can open carry. But I can tell you, when it comes to an American black, they will stop, detain. If they don't shoot you down like they did the... A gentleman in Springfield, Ohio, coming from Ohio, but I come from a northern Ohio, not southern Ohio, but shooting him in Springfield in the Walmart when he was just walking around with a BB gun that he, they just shot first. They shot 
uh, they shot, they shoot plenty of young black males with BB guns all of the time and ask questions later. So what I'm saying to you is, my, my, my premise, my premise, I want you to answer the question of, that my premise was on, that he is practicing, that he is practicing white supremacy because he knows he has white privilege and can do that, which makes him a de facto white supremacist. Is that yes or no, Mike? I, I mean, I mean that's your opinion, but I do not agree on that because there's there's things that I do agree with you on when it when it comes to like I'm a Trump supporter and I, I I'm for the Constitution and the I think I think the Constitution is the most solid written document and grant of rights for everybody and it should apply and it is applied to everyone in America when when you talk about people getting stopped for no reason. So, so, so say you have a person of color, like you said, and they get stopped for no reason because they are carrying a gun. Just they are carrying a gun. That sounds like a Fourth Amendment and Fourteenth Amendment violation. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that you should get stopped. Anyone, any American of any color, should get stopped just because they're carrying a firearm. So I do agree with you on that. Because I'm for the Constitution and freedom, and that applies to everyone. And that's what I think. I think I, I'm not sure why people get called racist. And I mean, I, I don't agree with the DML movement because they're calling people like me that support freedom and the Constitution racist, a bigot, and all these names that have no ideology to it to the person itself. Because I don't represent that, but I'm getting called that because I support Donald Trump. Well, uh, Mike, welcome yeah, I, to I, welcome. I do agree with you on, on the on the Constitution. The cops should only enforce the Constitution. They should not overstep. That's why the stop and frisk law, etc. You're forcing Fourteenth right. That's that's why you can refuse ID if you haven't committed a crime or are about to commit a crime. So I stand with you on that. I think there is a lot of Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment violations when it comes to the police stopping people for no reason. We do stand with you on that. But I mean, and who's going to protect our constitutional rights? And that's Donald Trump. Okay. Okay. When it comes so, to someone like Joe, when it comes to someone like Joe Biden or the Democratic Party, they don't stand for the Constitution. And I, I think I think there's a big understanding. The Second Amendment should apply for everyone in America. Mm. And Joe Biden, hopefully, does not stand with the Second Amendment. Mm. Okay, and so... And the Constitution and rights and freedoms, Fourth, Fourteenth Amendment. Mm. All right. At, at the end of the day, our rights are the only thing that give us our ability to speak openly. That's in the first. And I, I, think, I think people are missed misinformed about what Trump supporters are really about and that's really about freedom in the constitution well, Mike, Mike uh, let me say, let me say, Mike, I, 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 I appreciate your call, but I'll say this welcome to the club on that, right welcome to the club on that, when the media portrays, when they talk about crime, the only people they show on television pre pre uh, predominantly are American blacks 
Welcome to the club. The majority of American black people are good, uh, conservative leaning, matter of fact, uh, believers in the Constitution and believers in the ideals of America. So, but welcome to the club on that as far as how they're treating you right now. You're getting a piece of what we've been uh, experiencing since 1865. And so, if that's just a little bit to what, let me finish. If, if that's just a little bit to give you an example of what it feels like, then welcome to the club. What you have to say, Tanya? Um, I wanted to bring to Mike's attention. Yes, I do as well appreciate uh, the stance that you presented today, but we want to give you some uh, looks and insights into some other things. So when we think of the 4th and 14th Amendment rights, um, you have groups of people who know those very well and can recite those. And when they attempt to uh, speak to law enforcement uh, at a time of an arrest or harassment, whichever way you want to call it. When they attempt to recite this to the officers, then what happens is they don't want to hear it. Um, the officers accuse them of being a wise, uh, a wise a. Um, then they escalate a situation. A lot of officers, no officers, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but a lot of times they will escalate a situation and, and uh, provoke a situation until they can make an arrest uh, rightfully where they didn't have it before because the person was knowledgeable about their amendment right. So then we're faced with that dynamic as well. So I just wanted to make sure you understand that. The gun owners and, and Trump supporters, we stand with you on issues like that. When it comes to the Constitution states, if you're not committing a crime or you're not or you're about to commit a crime you have no duty to inform who you are or detain be detained at all so i, I see what you're saying when they you're, you it, then that sounds like a lack of respect for the constitution and the officer and that and i, I we stand with you on that a hundred percent if they weren't committing a crime if you say we're not committing crime, we stand with you 100% on that. 100%. And when you say we, who do you mean? What do you mean by we? Who is we? People that support the Constitution, maybe Trump supporters, people oh, okay. that, that are on the alt right, and okay. things that, uh, people, some people that you might interpret as they call white supremacists which are not really white supremacists because I've been called a white supremacist just because I support Donald Trump and I, that does not accurately represent the light. All yeah, right, Mike. That. Well, you know, there's, cer there's certain things that we won't agree on the different terminology to describe people. We're not going to agree on that, but we thank you for your call and call back again and we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Take care. God bless. Bye. You too. All right. 702 on the line. Who's on the line? 702. Hi, Patrice. Hey, what's going on, Patrice? Hey, what's going on, uh, Sam? Um, I kind of want to reiterate on uh, the uh, revolution you were speaking of earlier, brother. Um, 
about if the revolution would be televised, you know, I used to think that perhaps it would. And, and, and if we ever come to a revolution, I believe we're coming close to possibly a race war the way things are going on. But I don't know about a revolution because I know our people, meaning the black people, uh, we're not ready. I think that we are still very conditioned and stuck in our ways from tradition. Um, we have allowed now all of our movements to be co-opted. Mm-hmm. And I'm particularly talking about the, the Black Lives Matter. If you do your research on it, Soros is a white Jewish man that has sold millions and millions of dollars into the Black Lives Matter movement. It is co-opted now by Caucasian. It is mostly a movement for the LBGTQA I plus elemental peace and all those initial is more for them than it is for black people. And I never want uh, to co-op black with any other. I don't even I don't even care when they say people of color because everybody tries to co-op everything with us. And mm-hmm. we and our ancestors built this country. So even when we talk about reparations, I'm talking about co-opting reparations and if, if it be considered for black Americans with Indians, when that, when that should not be. When Indians got theirs, Japanese got theirs, the Jews got theirs, nobody was co-opted then. We allow all of our movements to be co-opted by taking funds from, from Caucasians. And when mm-hmm. they do, and when we allow that to happen, that's when the chaos and, and the problems begin for black people. Now, that, now it sounds like the call before me was really pushing more of a political agenda. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not neither here nor there for that. I was raised as a Democrat all my life, and I am appalled by uh, Joe Biggett, Biden. I am appalled by him. I'm appalled by the 94 crime bill, which allowed a lot of our black men to go to jail and do more time than a murderer would for nonviolent crimes. I'm appalled by Kamala Harris, who truancy laws in the state of California locked up our black sisters because they didn't know that their children were skipping school. How many of us have skipped school now like when we were coming up and our parents didn't know it? So you, they pushed this, they pushed these narratives. I don't feel like my life will change or my situation will change no more than being under Trump and being under Biden because neither one of them, every time we, I, we as black people that's mostly Democrats have voted for Democrats but based on whether they pushing some policy and agenda behind telling us what they're going to do for us and, oh, but we should do that because we're black. We vote people in because they're black. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm so done with that because we had a black president that served two terms and did nothing for black people. Even that last term, he could have done more. He, he actually turned down reparations. He did. Obama did. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like, and, and believe me, I'm not a Trump supporter and I'm not a Republican, but we need to keep in mind that during the Tulsa riots, all those wealthy black people that built Tulsa were Republicans. 
You know who came and burned down Tulsa? Democrat KKK. Yeah, the lynching, the lynching Dixies. The lynching Dixies. You know, the lynching Dixies came in and did that. Here's what's so more heinous about what uh, Kamula, because it's it's Indian, not not African. Kam uh, so it's uh, Kamula, Kamula, right? Um, yeah. In in San Francisco, that person, her daughter had sickle cell anemia, so yeah. as her bones were growing. Uh, she was feeling pain so she couldn't make it to school so the mother was calling her absences so when they bust in her house and they took her out in her pajamas she didn't know what was going on and did Kamala Harris ever apologize did Kamala Harris say hey she had a, a, a medical condition and the mother was calling her absences no she didn't she just wanted to make her an example and she did no matter, she never researched what the cause was for the girl's absences, for her being an absentee student. She never investigated that and so that's why that is a major indictment on uh, Camula. And as well as Biden, you think he's ever apologized to Black America for the 94 crime bill? And the things that he said about Black Americans be, and need to be locked up so that they mean Caucasians to feel safe when he was, uh, when he was um, a senator in Delaware? We never got an apology, but now he wants to get on, on platforms like Black platforms predominantly like the Breakfast Club are talking about if you're not... <laughs> Uh, if you're black, you vote for me. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. We I'm tired of all of these politicians pushing these narratives and pulling on the heartstrings of black Americans, saying what they want, what we want to hear, and pulling on our heartstrings, and then we vote for them, and they get in and they do absolutely nothing, nothing. for the black people. And black people don't. We are so conditioned. We don't have a specific agenda that we are going in front of him and say these are the things that we need to talk about. That, that black people need, not people of color. That black people need. And if you want our vote, let's make this happen. Now Trump just passed a multi-million-dollar bill for Hispanics. Just signed it. Uh, a couple of months ago, after he dogged immigrants and Hispanics out and talked about them, but guess what? He knows he needs their vote. So therefore, he just signed a multi-million dollar bill that's gonna put millions of dollars into the Hispanic community. Now, do you think that that's gonna include black people? But we always want our stuff people of color, and they always uh, co-opting black stuff with, with people of, as people of color. But when he signed that multi-million dollar bill, it was strictly for his family and for the benefit of their community. So we as a people, as black people, we need to sit down at the table, get a specific agenda together and make our demands and say, if you want us to vote for you, these are things that we need to be pushed and, and, and you need to sign off on for black people. Starting with reparations, our ancestors built this country and you want to co-opt our, our reparations with Indians? And we all know Indians, if you do your research, they own slaves too. Yeah. 
So let, you know, we need to get out of the condition here. And we are all, well, we got to get Trump out of here. We got, okay, well, Trump been in office for the last four, uh, four, uh, four years. Has it made any difference in your life than when Obama was in? That's all I'm saying. Is it going to make any difference once Biden get in? Mm. See, they push these agendas and narratives. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, you, you're making. We get just... nothing. We always lose. We on the last end of the totem pole all the time as black people. But we showing up, want to do the kumbaya. We are the most kumbaya race of people. And that's the conditioning. We got to stop kumbaya with the police. We got to stop kumbaya with the politicians. And we got to stop kumbaya with our own black brothers and sisters that push these narratives. Knowing that they're not going to do anything for the black community, specifically. Mm, mm, mm. And that's my opinion on that, bro. Okay, so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question before I let you go. You said that we need to come up with a plan. There's ADOS, uh, American Descendants of Slaves. They have the whole reparations situation laid out. We've got Cube, Ice Cube, with his uh, contract with black America, right? Now, what I said was because of how the politics are going, because Cube is an entertainer, but Cube has always been on that side of talking about, you know, what was happening with black people all the way from back when he started with F the police, right? When he wrote that and he put that across to the people. Being that he is a lightning rod, someone like a Cornell and a Moore would have to come in because they are starting to shut them out because they are unapologetic about what they say and what they do. Maybe they need that entertaining aspect and may need to uh, amalgamate in and push this forward and might, and might not uh, have to be or might not be allowed to be the spearhead on the spirit, what do you think about that? Right, I'm all for uh, the Adolf movement and reparations with Antonio Moore and Odette Carnell and what they push it for our people and it's specifically for our people because everybody that's of color don't qualify for reparations. You have to be a descendant of slaves and that has to be proven through your genealogy. So I'm all down for that. And I appreciate the celebrities in the effort that they try, the Ice Cubes, the T.I.s, the Killer Mike, and people, but what they need to realize as celebrity, and this is the thing, unless we get people like economists, sociologists, sociologists, and people that know what they're talking about, that like the Darities and the, uh, and the uh, Claude Anderson, these people been pushing it, so we need to get those people to the table because all these companies that have benefited off of reparations don't need to tell us what they gonna give up. We need to tell them what we need from them. See, like, the guy who wrote that letter to the Lords of London saying, you know, I, I forget how many million dollars he said. So, so many, many. No, you, we don't know. You, we need to get people that that are expertise, economists, sociologists in these areas. Get them together. Then we make our list of demands to give to them. Because even though the efforts, I applaud the efforts of the celebrities, but they are going about it kind of the wrong way. 
Yeah, about 121 trillion. But thank you for the call. I mean, you yeah, broke. Yeah, no problem. You no broke problem. that down. Uh, call in again. We appreciate you. Absolutely, always. My thank you for the call, Patrice. Thank you. All right, people. So I just keep you on there because your lips synced. So that's good. So we just keep you on this as we close out. You don't have to go back switching back. So people. This has been the second episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live. I need some water. Uh, Hashtag TFR (laughs) Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host, my sister Tanya Congress. Make sure that you... Friend her on Facebook. Make sure that you follow her on Instagram. Make sure you follow Crazy D Film Dude on Instagram. Make sure you friend me on Facebook, Crazon Dion. Make sure that you follow the Film Review Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast page on Facebook. And don't forget to watch us this Sunday because we're breaking down the 200. 40,000 death prediction that came out in April. How close are we to that? How under are we to that? Are they lying to us? This Sunday at 5.30 p.m. You can call in. You can also watch it directly on the Film Review Life channel on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe now. Click the bell so you'll be notified when we come on. That's right, the Film Review. Hashtag TFR Podcast Live. Make sure that you 
smash the share button on this because some information was dropped out on this between between my sister and I dropping out this information. Make sure you always smash the share button when my wife and I are on on hashtag TFR Podcast Live. Make sure that you follow. Make sure that you like. Smash that like and make sure you go over to Cash App and smash a few dollars over there at dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. Dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. And this has been a robust episode. Second episode. Two calls. Thanks to Mike and thanks to Patrice. Two different viewpoints on two different aspects of the issue. We appreciate you. Last words, Tanya. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in today. We always enjoy bringing you pertinent information uh, at a time where there's so much uh, inaccuracies of reporting and things like this. Um, keep your ear to the grindstone with shows like this so that you can get some accuracies and be able to make more informed decisions. Uh, have a blessed day, prosperous, and productive. Oh, yeah. So, people, stay tuned. We will be back tomorrow. With some more, because you know, it's so much happening in this time of COVID all the way up into the election and beyond that it takes more than just one TFR Podcast Live show. We've got the Sunday flagship, but we've got this new one right here called Observations. And we're going to take your phone calls. We're going to love having you on and we're going to be dropping information We'll be dropping spiritual information, political information, all of that, all the time. And we will take your viewpoint into consideration and never argue with you, but just have urgency to get the point across so that we can have a dialogue. So people, this has been another robust second episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live Presents observations by crazy d with my special co-host my sister tanya m congress and we will see you next time on that show what's that show called observation with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.